Hi, I'm Samuel Luke and welcome to my podcast. I believe that the word of God has the power to transform and take God's people to the next level of glory. God's will and his power is wrapped up in his word. And when we understand how to operate the word, victory is certain. Father, we pray that the word of God, the entrance of the word brings light. Today, as we study, let it bring light to our spirit. Let it bring illumination. Let it enlighten us. Let it take us to the next level. Help us to understand it, O oh Lord. Give us the spirit of revelation. Give us a spirit of understanding. Open the eyes of our heart and of our understanding, O oh Lord. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. The Word of God, uh, the Bible, uh, the more and more we read it and allow the author, the Holy Spirit to open up and unveil the scriptures to us, the more and more we grow in our spirit. Yeah, uh, It's not just knowledge. It is about revelation. You know, things in the spirit are accessed through revelation. Uh, the Bible talks about the carnal man, you know, walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh. When the Bible talks about walking in the flesh, it's not talking about your flesh. It's not talking about, oh, my flesh, I'm walking in this flesh. No, it's talking about a spirit. The spirit of the world, the spirit of the flesh, the way a carnal man thinks is different to the way a spiritual man thinks. A way, the way a spiritual man thinks is, is very sharp. A spiritual man is discerning. A spiritual man, is, 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 he walks in a different light. The spiritual man is enlightened. A spiritual man is spiritually awake. He can see into the realm of the spirit. A spiritual man has faith. A spiritual man believes when God speaks. The word of God is real to him. The word of God is alive to that person. The word of God is not about principles, but is a reality. How many of you are spiritual men and women of God in this place? Amen. Amen. So when, when I say do not walk in the flesh, do not... Do not walk in the flesh. It's not like, oh, you are your flesh. It means it's a way of living. It's a way of walking. You can be a Christian and yet walk in the flesh. Why are you walking in the flesh? Because you have not been trained in the word. You have not been trained in the things of the spirit. So for you to have the spiritual sharpness, you have to be trained in the spirit. Right? Say this with me. Get trained in the spirit. Why do we meet week after week? We get trained in the spirit. Yes, fellowship is important. I give so much importance for fellowship. I give a lot of importance for family, relationships. Very important. We've changed our, you know, our paradigm. The way we look at relationships the last one or two years, we've been, the way we look at relationships. 
But at the same time, we are different because we ain't only about just talking. We ain't only about just, you know, talking about love. We're about action. Amen? We're about getting things done. We're about walking by faith, by living in the Spirit. Amen? So when you walk in the Spirit, you must be trained in the Spirit through the Word of God. The Holy Spirit training your mind, training your body, your soul, everything, your spirit is being trained to walk in the, in the Spirit. It's a spiritual walk. Okay? So um, the Bible talks about two kinds of people. So I want you to be focused on training your spirit man to walk in the spirit. So as we study uh, the book of uh, the epistle of Colossians, a very short epistle, you know, four, um, four chapters only. So let's go from chapter one. I'll read it for you. We'll go chapter by chapter today. We'll see how much we can finish. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time in the first half because uh, mainly I want to go to the second half um, but let's see how we go Paul an apostle of forgive me if I get stuck in chapter 1 for a while Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy our brother see one of the reasons why I want to do book by book is this right when Paul wrote Colossians right letter it's a letter why I like this? Because it's a letter. Paul wrote the letter to the Colossian church. Mm. How do you think they read the letter? Let's skip chapter 1. Let's go read from half. You don't read like that, right? How do you read a letter? From start to finish. That's the problem with Bible reading plan sometimes. Right? The Bible reading plan will make you stop where? Halfway. And then the next day you're reading half the letter. You miss it. So sometimes it's nice to finish the whole letter. How many of you read half an email and say, tomorrow I'll read the next half email? <laughs> so you get the idea, right? So let's see what Uncle Paul is trying to say to Colossian Church. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy, our brother. To the saints and faithful brother in Christ who are in Colossae. So, of course, he's writing the, the letter to the church in Colossae. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So he's talking to the, the church in and he's talking about how the gospel has transformed their life, how the gospel has given them a new hope. How they have a hope which is laid up for them in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of truth. In Romans, we saw about the word of faith that was preached, right? The word of faith. How did the word of faith come into your heart? Through the, through the gospel, right? 
when we preach or teach the gospel, we receive the word of faith. In Colossians, Paul is writing the word of truth. You receive the truth. The word of truth. truth. You see, uh, in the word of truth of the gospel. So when you, when you say word of faith, word of truth, it is the gospel. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right? So when I say gospel, gospel is not just death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and accept him as a Lord and Savior and then, yeah, okay, ticket to heaven. That is not just the gospel. The gospel is what? Word of truth. Word of truth. What are the words of truth? You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. What are the words of truth of Jesus Christ, of the word that we need to know? Concerning your healing, there is a word of truth. Concerning your finances, there is a word of truth. Concerning your success, there is a word of truth. For God has a plan for you. He has, he has already sent his son and that son has finished the work on the cross. The finished work of Jesus Christ is the word of faith. It's the word of truth. And when the more and more we read the Bible, the more and more the Holy Spirit reveals these truths to us, we realize and we go into the aha moment, you know. Oh, this is what God has done for me. This is what is mine. And when we realize these are all rightfully mine, we begin to walk in word of faith. We begin to walk in the spirit of faith, claiming what is rightfully ours. Right? So this is what is laid up for me. This is what God has done for me. This is the hope that I have. This is not a wishing thing. This is a reality for me. So the more and more the word of truth is getting engraved in my spirit, the more and more I'm getting trained in the spirit, the more and more my mind gets sharper, my spirit gets sharper, and the more I know my rights as a son of God, and I go, this is who I am. This is what God has for me. And I will never accept anything less or short of what God has for me in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So Paul is saying this is what is being laid up for you of which you heard beforehand in the word of truth of the gospel which has come to you. Which has what? Come to you. How did it come to you? Because somebody preached to them as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit. Is bringing forth what? Fruit. So what does the word of truth bring forth? It will bring forth Fruit. So the more and more truth of God's word enters your life, it will not have any choice but to bear much fruit. If you have the word of God in your heart and if you have the word of God functioning in your spirit, you will begin to see the results in your life. You cannot be but a success in your life because the word of truth is working in your life. In every area of your life, if you just, if you're the type of person who, who, who doesn't just believe in hard work, I believe in hard work, but I also believe in the word of truth working in my spirit. Amen. Say this with me. The word works. The word works. Allow the word of truth to get into your spirit. That's it. The more and more you allow it to get into your spirit, the way you position yourself, the way you function, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you, way you, your perception changes. You will come to a level where you even think of something and it will happen for you because you're so soaked in the word of truth. Amen. I, are you with me? Even before you ask sometime, God knows exactly what you want and things begin to happen for you. But you need to allow the word to change you. You need to allow the word to transform you. You need to transition 
into walking in the spirit. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? To completely believe in the word of God. Amen. To completely be soaked in the word of God. Because the word is the spirit of God. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and life. The more the word of God enters you, the more the word of truth enters you, the more it transforms you, the more you become like the word. Amen. When you are so filled with the with prosperity mindset, you cannot help but produce prosperity. When you are so filled with, the, with, with freedom, you can't help but walk in freedom. But religious folk, when they look at the Bible as do's and don'ts, they're caught up in religion. They're caught up in do's and don'ts. And they're caught up with, oh, if I do this for God, God will do this for me. If I follow these rituals, God will do this for me. And that's what was going to bear fruit for them. You know, that's exactly what they're going to re- reap. But as sons of God, all that belongs to Jesus belongs to us. I, as a son of God, it is no longer a reward system. Say this with me. It is no longer a reward system. It is a birthright system. Authority now is not because I obey God. I do this for God and this one and God will do this for me. Right now, it is a, it, it is a matter of birthright. It is a matter of birthright. I can't help it. I am a son of God. Are you with me? I am a son. That's it. God doesn't have any grandsons. God has only sons. And every one of us are sons of God. Amen. So these truths must, the more and more these truths get into us, the more and more these truths get into our spirit, we begin to manifest like sons of God. Amen. We manifest as sons of God. There is no intermediary. We are all sons of God. Amen. That's it. He is. That's why Jesus, you know, uh, Jesus walked. All that he wanted was just the father. What the father wanted. What the father wanted. What the father wanted. And the father, when he looked down on Jesus, he said, this is my son. This is my son. Jesus walked in the spirit from start to finish. There was never a moment that Jesus didn't walk in the spirit. That's why nature obeyed him. That's why even water stood still when he walked on it. He walked in such levels of spiritual uh, spirituality where even the even physics had to obey him. Amen. Nature had to obey him. Everything had to obey him because he lived in a different dimension. He operated from a different level of truth. Amen. His truth was very different from the. From the perception of the world and the and the facts of this world. His reality was different. Amen. Amen. Is your reality different? Yes. You might see facts. You might see all these things happening. But are you still tuned into the reality of God? Amen. How can you be tuned into the reality of God? The word of truth. Everybody say, tune yourself. Tune yourself. To God's reality. reality. Anytime things go wrong. The enemy can bring some calamities and then shift your focus. It can just make you feel miserable. It can just make you feel like, oh, I've lost it all. But are you still able to shift your focus and say, no, I've got, I've got a goal. I've got an aim. And that aim is to walk in the, in the spirit. Amen. Which generation is it? Is going to do it? Is it going to be our generation? Are we going to lay hold of these truths? Right? Paul said, I'm not saying I have already laid hold of it, but I am laying hold of it. I'm laying hold of it. But he opened the way for the future generations for that revelation to lay hold of the new creation realities. 
Some people here and there have come and have laid hold of the new creation realities. As Smith Wigglesworth came a few, uh, some, some years ago. Catherine Coleman came some years ago. They laid hold of some realities. And then we were like, whoa, look at that guy's faith. But each and every one of us are, are supposed to do like them and more. Not just them. And then we call them, you know, uh, men and women of faith and heroes of faith. And then we are so happy to read about them and never want to function like them. Why? We are happy to attend church. We are happy to just go to church, get a word for my season, go back. I'm happy in my job. I'm happy in my little house and my life. And I'm happy. That's what we are all looking for. Or are we going? Or are we going to be the generation that says, "I am going to lay hold of what God Jesus has already laid hold for me"? What Paul writes about, what he talks about, am I going to lay hold of those truths? Am I going to go into push into more supernatural in my life? Amen. Am I going to see the more supernatural happen in my life? Amen. You know, one time I got really sick and tired of fighting battles. Because the way I was raised in my, in my Pentecostal background was enemies always attacking and you will always be, have to be on watch and you have to pray and do warfare. And I was always cautious. Oh, I went to ministry, enemy will attack and I'm always cautious. And I was always cautious. And one day God gave me a revelation. He said, why are you looking for a fight that I've already won? And the moment I grasped the revelation, I said, what am I even fighting for? There's no battle for me to fight. I just got to do what God has called me to do. And I'm not conscious of the devil anymore. I'm only Christ conscious. Hallelujah. Except when the Holy Spirit says something clearly in my spirit, I will not be concerned even about the devil. I don't remember the last time I even thought about the devil. Some Christians are giving too much thought about the devil. They always too much thought about sin. Too much thought about what I should do, what I should not do. Rather than just focusing on the word of truth and becoming what the word says you are. The moment I shifted my focus, immediately the, the, the attack stopped. It is almost as if uh, every pastor must have battle scars. I said, why should I have battle scars? Why should I have battle scars? Why should I always be fighting? Why should I always be like, oh, but this, this demonic attack, this demonic attack, this. If I see a demon, I chase it out and I keep walking out. Amen. Amen. I still remember when I went to the UK, there was this lady who was brought to me for prayer. Later on, my friend told me that this lady was giving, was a big troublemaker in the church. They could not figure out why. This was a very big troublemaker. The moment she touched me, she came, she said, Pastor, pray for me. She touched me. I said, this one, there's something wrong with her. And, and, and she, she just said, please pray for me, family matter something. I pray, she said, please pray for me. I said, get out in Jesus' name. Boom, she fell down and beam started coming out of her. And then I spoke to my friend the other day and he told me, man, that girl's just changed. That's just, just changed. I'm not going looking for demons. But if I come across something that is bothering somebody, we can't say, no, we keep going. I said, how is she doing? She said, yeah, she's very well, man. She's doing really well. She's healed. She's normal. She's behaving really well. Cast. He was laughing. Say, cast the demon out of her. Jesus. I said, that's it. That's what we do. Amen. We're not there looking for a fight. The fight has already been won. When we come across demons, say, what the hell are you doing here? Don't you know who I am? I'm a son of God. Get out. 
Go to hell. Literally. <laughs> Seriously, what are you doing here? I have come. I have a rant. Just please get out of here. No, not even please. <laughs> get the heck out of my sight. I don't want you in my sight. Amen. I'm walking in the truth. I'm walking in the spirit. I walk by faith. I don't want all this nonsense around me. Amen. I don't, I don't have time for this nonsense. I'm, I'm focused on my call. I'm focused on what God has called me to do. I'm focused on loving the people God has called me to do. I don't have time for these things. Amen. We don't have time to be messing around with do's and don'ts and, 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 and fights. Yes, there are some battles in your life. Yes, there will be battles in your life. But don't be battle conscious. Don't keep looking for battles. Don't keep thinking that everything has to go wrong for you to have a testimony. Amen. Your testimony can be that nothing wrong happened. Everything was from glory to glory. Everything was so beautiful. That is still an amazing testimony. Oh, Pastor, my testimony is not as great as yours. You know, I didn't go through all these things. Maybe if I went through, I can write a book. Why? You want to write a book? You want to go through all the sufferings I went through? No. You don't have to go through suffering. You don't have to go through the ups and downs. The problem in life is we have a philosophy that we believe so true and we hold it to be true. Life is short. How many of you... But this life is short and life is up and down. Mm. Life is full of ups and downs. Turn to your neighbor, turn to your neighbor, look them dead in the eye and say that is utter nonsense. Life need not be short. You understand? Say this with me, life is not short. Turn to your neighbor and say, Life is beautiful. Life is full of Christ. Say life is Christ. Amen. That's it. We don't say life is short. We don't say life is full of ups and downs. You have the gospel in you. You are aiming for immortality. And you are going and saying life is short. Life is full of up and ups and downs. See, my life is like that brother from the time I'm born, from the time that is up and down, the devil is attacking. Why is it? Because you are talking the way you are talking. You got to stop the way you talk. My life is full of ups and downs always. Never was a point. Then just shut up for a while and just say, you know, I'm going to focus on the word of truth. Sometimes, sometimes I've got to hit you hard with the truth. I've got to speak to you as it is and tell you, 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 you could, like I said last week, if you can't say anything positive, keep your mouth shut. Don't speak yourself into negativity. Don't speak it. See, when you're going through a tough time, right? If you come and share with me, I will listen to you. I will not judge you. I will not say, oh, stop talking negative, be positive. See, I understand sometimes life can be hard, when you're, especially when you're going through some tough times. And it can be overwhelming and you can talk like that sometimes, right? And if you come and talk to me, I will let you talk to me like that because it's okay. You can share your burdens with me, right? You can share your burdens with me and you can let it out and you can so that you feel better, you feel lighter and then we can help you back on track. But don't let it become your lifestyle. Amen? Don't let it become your lifestyle. Okay? This world is becoming too weak. If you see now, the world is becoming very weak. 
we understand what you're going through. Yes, we understand. I'm going to be there for you. There is no judgment in life of church. We will listen to you. We love you. Even if you come back with the same mistake a hundred times, I will never judge you. Even if you come back with the same weakness to me with a hundred times, I will never say what's wrong with you. Okay? And trust me, people do come back with me to me with the same mistake and same problem for a hundred times. Yes? Not you guys, but I mean, <laughs> people do come back to me. And I never tell them, why are you doing the same thing again? I never, for once. Okay? Never. But, I will tell you one thing. You have to build your spirit. You have to come to a place of challenging yourself and saying, I'm tired of this. I need more. Amen? Who says I want more? Then you got to change your mindset. You got to get into the word. I will never judge you for coming to me with the same problem. Hundreds of times, thousands. I'll still talk to you. I'll still be like, it's okay. You can share with me and I will encourage you. And I will believe in you. And I will say you can do it again. I, and I, even if you fail a hundred times, I will still believe in you. Because God believes in you. But if I continue to endorse the way you feel, I will never endorse the way you feel. You understand? I will never say it's okay for you to feel the way you feel. I will point it out to you and tell you, it's not right for you to feel that way. I understand why you feel that way. And you can share with me. And I will never judge you for feeling that way. But hey, listen. You can get rid of that feeling. You can walk in faith. Amen? You can walk in faith. How do we do that? Walk in the word. Get the word of truth into your spirit. Amen. Amen. I think Isaac was right in laughing. <laughs> we are stuck in word of truth. So which has come to you as it has in the old word and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. So these people, why were they bearing fruit? Because they knew the grace of God in truth. In truth. Not some do's and don'ts. Simply, Christ has done it for me. Verse 7. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Look at this. So they heard the word of truth. And look at the prayer that Paul is praying for them. Okay. They're walking in the way. They're walking in the truth. See, these are all points you must underline and pray. How many of you pray the word? Underline. How many of you have been? See, verse 9. These are verses that you must pray over your life. Okay? Verse 9. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. So I said, notebook. Have a notebook and note it down. 
for this reason also see if paul prayed for this church then it's a very important prayer that paul is praying right so you can pray this prayer over your life what is he saying number 1 what's the number one prayer point that he is praying filled with the knowledge of his this is my number one prayer in my life do you know that this is my number one prayer in my life to be filled with the knowledge of his will so when you read this portion of the bible you must be so filled with the spirit of god this is how i read my bible Let's say I'm sitting down on my desk and I'm reading chapter 1. I read, for this reason, we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Father, in the name of Jesus, May I be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding oh lord in the name of jesus i receive it in the name of jesus that's why i pray that's why i read the bible that's why i speak the word to myself and i write it down i write down the words I don't know what. Whichever verse is sticking out to me, this is the verse is just speaking to my spirit. I just write it down and I begin to read it. Then I'll close my Bible. Then I walk around a bit, walk around a bit. I say, in the name of Jesus, may I be filled, O oh Lord, with the knowledge of Your will, with the knowledge of Your will. I'm not saying do this. I'm just telling you that has how excited I get because I'm like, wow. This is what Paul wrote for the church and this must be so powerful because Paul must have gotten a revelation about this prayer. I want to get the same revelation about what is in this prayer. I want to know. If not the Holy Spirit would not have put that verse there that you may walk in the knowledge of his will. To walk in the spirit is to walk in the knowledge of his of his will and what? And spiritual and spiritual understanding spiritual understanding some people are spiritually not very understanding they don't know what is happening in the spirit god is speaking but not able to understand making choices that are not in line with god's will amen we need to walk in the perfect will of god and in spiritual understanding amen everybody say the will of god in all wisdom and spiritual understanding do you remember in ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 paul says that god may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and open the eyes of your understanding give you the spirit of revelation and understanding right so paul is the same thing he's saying here in colossians so he's repeating to colossian church which means to walk in the will of god to have spiritual understanding is very important to walk in the spirit so why is 
to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding important is in verse 10 that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him what is that that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god simeon can you read verse 9 and 10 for this reason we also since the day we heard it did not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him. pleasing him fully pleasing and okay now write this down so it is important to walk in the knowledge of his will okay in wisdom and spiritual understanding right spiritual understanding knowledge of his will wisdom and understanding last two weeks ago i said for success this season position yourself strategically and wisdom what are we seeing here spiritual what is spiritual understanding where is god asking you to stand prof- uh, prophetically where is god asking you to position yourself strategically is spiritual understanding, understanding. some people miss out on opportunities because they lack spiritual understanding and then you use wisdom to walk in the will of god so when you strategically position yourself with spiritual understanding and you walk in wisdom in the knowledge of god what happens now see what happens now you're walking worthy of the lord you're pleasing him and you're being fruitful what are the things that are happening in your life you're walking worthy okay number 1 you're fully pleasing him number 3 you're being fruitful and number 4 increasing or growing in the knowledge of god okay not only that was the next one strengthened with all according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the in the lights how many of you are with me yeah have i lost you are you still there okay what are the five six things that we just saw walk worthy of the lord 
Uh-huh. Fully pleasing him. Fully pleasing him. Fruitful in every good work. That's right. Increasing in the knowledge of God. That's right. Strengthened with might. Was it what were they fully pleasing, fruitful in every good work, increasing in knowledge of God? Verse 13. Did we all get that? He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, (coughs) the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. So this is talking about union with Christ. Christ. Okay? So when we walk in the word of truth, we know our union with Christ. When we walk in the knowledge, when we walk in the understanding, we know we are His. (coughs) For by Him, all things were created. That are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, All things were created through him and for him. Amen. And he is before all things. And in him, in him. Everybody say in him. In him. Why is Paul talking about that? Because we need to know this. We are in him. All things consist. He is the head of the body. The church who is the beginning. The firstborn from the dead. That in all things he may have pre Eminence, that is to be the first. Okay? So if Christ has the preeminence, if he is the first, we are in Christ. Amen? So that is why it is so important for us to know the truth. It is so important for us to walk in the word of truth. It is so important for us to walk as Christ, as sons of God, to manifest as sons of God. We can't be weak like the world. The world is busy talking about policies and this and that. We got to speak the truth. We got to speak life. Amen. Being Christians, we cannot, cannot, cannot put the word of God number two. Amen. There are times when I fall sick, I look to the doctor. But as a believer, the number one thing that must come to my mind is the word of truth. Who am I? Speaking over ourselves first. Amen? The first thing is not medicine. The first thing is what? The word of God. The word of truth. I'm not trying to be 
You know, some people say super spiritual. Oh, no, no, this is the truth. When are we going to get there? I believe medicine has its place. I believe treatment has its place. I believe doctors have their place. But they're not my number one. My number one place that I look to is faith. The way I react is going to be faith. You know, in a time of emergency, don't pray. Go to the doctor, call gay, you know, go to the emergency, you know, what I have to do. You have to do what you got to do, right? But the number one place that I look to is the, is the word. It's the word of truth. Amen. Everything else has its place. But I am governed by the truth. The truth of God. I am in Him. I came from Him. And I've got to allow that word to get into my spirit to such a level where I walk in divine health. Amen? Say this to me. I walk in divine health. No sickness can walk, can, can ever affect your body. Amen? If you don't Take care of your body, that's a different thing. If you have some things, that's a different thing. But if, if you're going to succumb to that sickness, no, you cannot. You've got to keep speaking the word of, of truth. What is your right? What is your right? You've got to keep speaking it. But for you to, keep, for you to, for you to manifest in that word, you've got to manifest as sons of God. For that, what is that? You've got to walk in His will. You've got to have spiritual understanding. You've got to train yourself spiritually. You've got to walk in the spirit. You've got to train your mind. You've got to renew your mind. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you how to walk in the Spirit. To teach you how to do things in the Spirit. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for the entrance of your word. We give you all the glory, Father. Transform us. Change us from the inside out. And I speak, O oh Lord, that may we walk in the perfect will of you, God. May we grow in spiritual understanding. May we be trained in the ways of the Spirit and have strong spiritual discernment and understanding. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you.